Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Hawk Raiders Roundtable Season Previews. We are running through the NHL teams, and we are now on to the Vegas Golden Knights and joined in by Ben Fisher, who covers the Golden Knights of Hockey Raiders. Uh, ben, how's it going? All good. How are you doing, Matt? I'm doing great. Uh, the hockey season is, uh, well, I mean, as we're recording, it's still about a month away. But uh, who knows when you're watching this? You could be watching this, and the season's going to start tomorrow. So um, we're going to preview the Vegas Golden Knights, who are, of course, the defending Stanley Cup champions. And uh, they didn't change their team much. They they got they had to trade Riley Smith. I mean, that's a big part of the team. Uh, he's been there since the beginning. Um, now in Pittsburgh. So, I mean, that's probably the biggest change in the forward group. Uh, defense didn't change at all. Uh, but, you know, that's basically their last season was they won the Cup. So, I mean, that, that's all you really need to know. Uh, they did also lose Phil Kessel. I mean, I don't think he's coming back. Uh, he's a free agent. So, I mean, not really much changes additions-wise, but let's start with the offense and talk about the loss of Riley Smith. Uh, what do you think about that? Is that going to make a huge impact on this season? Because he was a major part of this team. Well, it was an interesting choice. I mean, it was essentially taking Barbashev over Smith because, yeah. uh, as you noticed, he, uh, I mean, Barbashev got the same five-year per deal that uh, Smith was on. So, I mean, it's a couple years younger, but um, I do think that the Golden Knights brass just were looking forward and uh, sort of said uh, said to Riley, thank you for your time and uh, decided to deliberately decide to move on in this direction. Um, I mean, Barbashev certainly had a better postseason than Riley Smith did mm. beyond that um insane top line with uh with Eichel and Marcheseau certainly helped but um I think that um I, I think this was a calculated move that for everything that Riley Smith has done I think this was the best way to sort of um remain cap compliant and minimize the losses on the offensive end I think I saw that they still maintained about 93% of their goal total from uh, last year's playoffs. Mm -hmm. So um, certainly a key loss and a guy who's meant a lot to the franchise, but uh, I mean, the, the Vegas Golden Knights <laughs> haven't necessarily been a beacon of loyalty over the years. And I think yeah. this is another sort of cold calculated business move. Yeah. And they, they've, there's not many people, many guys now that are left from that expansion draft team. I mean, uh, Marcia. So is definitely one. Uh, that's been here for a while. I mean, won the Smythe Trophy, was insane in the playoffs. Um, what do you have uh, for this season? Like, for just the forward group in general, do you think they're strong enough uh, to repeat as Stanley Cup champions? I mean, as they are right now, or do they still need to add something to potentially replace Riley Smith? I mean, they don't have a lot of cap space to do so, but... Right, yeah. I mean, you're, you're hoping for some... Uh internal development and uh, I think we'll get into it but there's certainly a couple young guys that uh, are prime candidates to step up into larger offensive roles um, I do think there's going to be a step back but um, this was a team that if you remember back they weren't exactly a regular season juggernaut mm -hmm. I mean they, uh, uh, they won the division but uh, they weren't um, 
they, they didn't take charge in the West necessarily, but uh, this was a team that was clearly always built for the playoffs. And the fact that everything came together with, uh, with health and being ready at the right time, then everything sort of uh, broke the Golden Knights way uh, last fall. Uh, sorry, last spring. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a bit of a step back this season, but uh, whether it's enough to knock them out of a lofty playoff spot, that that seems doubtful at this point. So uh, might not be quite the same team, but I think uh, I think they can anticipate pretty much picking up roughly where they left off. Yeah, it'd also be good if Mark Stone could play a whole whole season. He only played forty three games last season, so uh, it'd be great for him to play close to an eighty two game. But he hasn't done that very often. I actually have not not a, I don't know when. I don't think he has <laughs> played. Uh, yeah, that's for sure. eighty two. Back in Ottawa, yeah, his highest was uh, eighty, and that was back in twenty fourteen fifteen. So uh, with the Golden Knights, his highest games were sixty five. So it, you know, it'd be nice if he could play closer to that 82 game mark. Cause he's a big part of this team, obviously the captain. So um, I was really good in the playoffs. So it, it, yeah, this group is definitely good. And, you know, Jack Eichel uh, has turned in, not turned into, but has become what they thought he was going to be um, for this team as the top line center. So it, yeah, I think they are well-equipped to, to win the cup again, but without Riley Smith, that's a big, loss so we'll see who kind of steps up to fill that role right for sure and just on stone you're you're absolutely right matt um i mean i i don't think i don't i don't think anyone uh really believed that uh mark necessarily had a full season in him but i don't Mm. think last spring anyone thought that he was going to play all 22 games and uh factor I, i just wrote that uh he played significant minutes and was certainly uh, the target of a couple of other teams, especially in that Dallas series. And uh, the back held up and he, he sort of toughed it out and uh, not not only toughed it out, but uh, as you mentioned, had a great postseason. Mm-hmm. So we'll see if that carries over and we'll see if, uh, if the body holds out for uh, more than half a season. Yeah, like I said, it'd be, it would be awesome if he could play almost the whole season, uh, but we'll just have to see. All right, let's move to the defense again. Um, no changes at all, really. I mean, you're you're returning the, a pretty strong defense already and, you know, leading the way out, Petrangelo, Martinez, McNabb, Theodore, uh, White Cloud, Haig. I mean, they're all, this is a really good defense. Uh, do you think they're still good enough uh, to win another cup or – is there intimate additions? Do you see any, what storylines do you got with the defense right now? Yeah. I mean, it, it is mostly the status quo uh, at some point, um, both injury and uh, potentially age related decline do creep into the conversation, especially when it comes to guys like Petrangelo and especially Martinez. But um, I think uh, this is a deep enough group that uh, it should basically just be, business as usual. And I mean, you'll have some questions in some of the depth insurance roles when it comes to uh, Ben Hutton or uh, Braden Paschal, but uh, really it's the same unit that carries over. It was a strength last year. And uh, I think that everyone's counting on it being a strength this year as well. Yeah. And the only guy that they could potentially lose that 
next offseason is Martinez. He's uh, the rest of them are signed until either 2025 or, you know, or beyond. So uh, this group could be around for a bit still. Uh, Martinez, we don't know. Well, he's 36, so I don't know what his future holds beyond this season, but um, probably a guy we'll talk about as a trade type thing later on. All right, uh, let's move to the goaltending. And this one was a little bit up in the air, depending on, we're not really sure if Aiden Hill was going to return, but he is, he's back. Uh, had a ridiculously good playoffs, so probably one of the reasons they won the cup. Um, Logan Thompson, really good all of last season. Uh, and then, you know, Robin Leonard looks like he's done. Uh, I don't know, his injury status is still up in the air if he's going to be back in the NHL or not. But uh, the tandem looks like it's Hill and Thompson. So what do you think about that tandem going into the season? Well, it's funny. I mean, uh, at the start of last season, everything was in flux, especially with the Leonard injury. And uh, there were real questions over how uh, the Vegas goaltending tandem was going to hold up. And I mean, this year, most fans seem to feel pretty good about the group with, I mean, with good reason based mm-hmm. on last year's result, but there really isn't a whole lot more certainty. I have to say, like, I mean, Aiden Hill was phenomenal in the playoffs, but uh, I don't know if that's sustainable over a full regular season. I mean, he still hasn't really proven himself as a number one starter and now he's got number one starter money. So I guess he'll uh, get the opportunity to find out. And Logan Thompson, I mean, he hasn't, he, again, as you mentioned, had a phenomenal first half of the season, but of course, injuries uh, reared their ugly head and he hasn't mm. been healthy. So uh, he's, he wasn't able to be a factor at all in the playoff run. So um, there's still a lot of questions to be answered between the pipes. And uh, I guess, I mean, Hill's your guy to start with, but uh, we'll see what happens. The, the The other thing about it is that, um, that they don't have uh, Laurent Brassois mm. uh, insurance as uh, as a third option anymore, whereas uh, um, Yuri Patera, I think, is uh, the guy that's going to get uh, the number three job and be the starter in Henderson, and uh, he's looked good in a couple of cups of coffee in Vegas, but doesn't really have the NHL experience that you would ideally like to trust in that situation. So. Um, I mean, there's no reason to question the goaltending tandem right now, but uh, there's I don't see any sure thing necessarily. Yeah, that's a good point with Hill because I mean, he was good in the playoffs, but he wasn't he didn't really see much in the regular season, and he's not proven as a starter, right? But yeah. four point nine million now, so he's <laughs> he's definitely gonna have to have to prove that that's on the bench. That, that <laughs> big money, right? Yeah. Okay, well, let's look at this team as a whole now in the division and the conference. Obviously, like you mentioned, they won at the division and the conference uh, this past season. So uh, are they still at that level uh, looking at the Pacific? I mean, some teams got better. I mean, the Vancouver Canucks look like they could be a better team this season. You got the Edmonton is obviously going to be there. L.A., uh, they added Dubois, so they're stronger. Um where do you see them in this division and the conference right now? Yeah, I mean, they, they've got the target on their back now, right? And so, uh, I mean, I I don't think you can, <laughs> I don't think you can make the argument that they've necessarily improved. And uh, I'm not sure that they needed to improve. So mm-hmm. they uh, they sort of have set the bar 
and there's not much i mean other other than smith there's not much reason to think they're going to be any different than they were last year but uh yeah absolutely to your point that you do have a number of teams that uh improve themselves this summer and uh are certainly gonna make a push towards uh trying to challenge vegas and knock them off the throne and uh i mean i think i I think especially when you factor in uh the the physical toll that it took to win the cup um like it's never easy to repeat and the colorado avalanche will tell you that (laughs) i mean just about every cup champion in recent memory will maybe save for Tampa, but, uh, so they've, um, they've set the bar, but, uh, they've got a lot of work to do to try to retain. They say it's just as hard to win it again as it is to win it the first time. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a reason it hasn't happened very often. Uh, the lightning is the first time in a long time that a team was able to win back to back cups. So uh, it probably won't happen again for a long time. Uh, so we'll we'll see we'll see how the golden knights do this season all right let's get to the fun part of the show quick fire and uh and throw some questions at you and a lot of these are can be turned into articles pretty quickly as well so let's start with the breakout stars uh pick a couple breakout stars for the golden knights this season Oof, uh tough one for us but uh <laughs> I, think, I mean paul cotter had a mini breakout last year for us scored 13 goals and I mean, until that wasn't really a factor in the playoffs, didn't have to be. Yeah. Um, so I see another step forward for him and I could definitely, and he'll get every opportunity to take on a top six role, especially on the wing. And mm-hmm. uh, so he, he'd be one to look out for. And um, I'm expecting a pretty good camp out of uh, Brendan Brisson. He was our first rounder a couple of years ago, 2020, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh He's, uh, he's, uh, I think he's just about ready to make that next step and to challenge for an NHL role. And, uh, I think we're going to see that over the next couple of weeks, uh, when Vegas breaks camp and, uh, I think he's going to be a guy hungry for a role. Yeah. He's probably one of their only prospects they've kept hold of <laughs> without trading him. Uh, we'll see if he actually does, uh, play for the golden Knights before they trade him too, but we'll see. All right, someone that needs to bounce back from last season. Oof, um, got to go with Thompson. I mean, it's really just the injuries, mm-hmm. but uh, he needs to prove himself all over again. He proved himself last year at the start of the year that uh, he could take on number one duties, and now he has to prove that he can do it over the course of a season. And uh, I mean, he won't be—he won't necessarily be thrust right into that number one role, but uh, this team is going to have difficulties if they don't have a healthy Logan Thompson between the pipes. So. Yeah. He's going to have to, like you said, he'd have to prove himself again because he's also got another goaltender. He's got a battle. And at the beginning of last season, he was probably the only guy. So <laughs> with all the injuries happening. So a great story They're they're former middle school classmates, uh, Aiden Hill and Logan Thompson. So it's going to be pretty cool to see friendly rivalry emerge there. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. All right, uh, something that could be an X factor this season. It doesn't have to be a player. It can be uh, something like the power play. Um, what do you got? Um, I would say uh, the way that Bruce Cassidy's uh, management, the the way that he coaches, the structure that he's able to build, especially up front. I mean, the blue line is what they are, but uh, 
Riley Smith was a big part of the two-way identity of the team. And so Cassidy's going to want to not only be mindful of how to replace Riley Smith's offense, but uh, certainly find some a complementary player that can uh, be a 200-foot threat. And uh, so I, th- I think that the way that he's able to bring that out of whoever might replace Smith is going to be a very mm-hmm. interesting uh, storyline to watch. For sure. Yeah. Cassidy going into his second season as coach. So we'll see right. how he kind of uh, follows up a pretty, not pretty good, really good. <laughs> when the Stanley Cup, I think okay. it's the best you could do in your first <laughs> season as a coach. So uh, that's pretty good. We'll see if he can uh, meet that same bar. All right. A rookie or a prospect that could surprise make roster of training camp. You probably mentioned him already, uh, but yep. who, who you have? I mean, I, I can't say there are a whole lot of candidates, but uh, yeah, Brendan Brisson is uh, is um, arguably the club's top prospect and a guy that uh, in his, uh, I guess, third year of pro hockey now is uh, ready to challenge, ready to make that push. And uh, I think that there is the opportunity uh, for, I mean, whether it's a depth role or uh, maybe someone in the top nine, but there is uh, the opportunity for someone to ca- crack through that forward corpse. And uh, I think he would be a guy to watch in the next little while. Yeah. Like you said, they don't have a lot of top end prospects, but he's definitely one of them. So we'll see how he does. If he can make the roster or make a push, you know, he he's definitely capable. So we'll see. Yeah. All right. Uh, overall in this whole prospect pool, I've, uh, you have a prospect that everyone should be watching. Like I said, it's not the deepest pool, but they've got some interesting prospects. So uh, who do you have that everyone should be watching? Um, hmm. uh, I mean, I'm, I'm interested to see what uh, our first rounder from this year, David Edstrom, uh, he's, a, he's a big physical center. And uh, I think he's a guy that uh, may not have uh, high-end talent, but uh, could certainly fit within what Vegas is doing uh, down the line. And uh, I'm curious to see how he uses that physicality and uh, really how he, um, how he asserts himself within, Mm -hmm. uh, within the club's ranks. It'll be interesting to watch if he can uh, sort of establish himself right off the bat. Yeah. Edstrom was, uh, he was interesting because I, I think I had him ranked like, I thought he was going to go at the maybe the end of the first round. And that's where they went. He went, he went to the last pick, um, but I wasn't sure where he was going to go. So that, that is uh, interesting where they got him. So I'm excited to see what he can do this season as well. And in the future beyond that too. All right. Who can, who's going to lead the team in scoring and for forwards and on the defense. Hmm. Um. I mean, Eichel's the obvious choice here, but I do think that uh, the uh, I, I do think that uh, the button's been pushed, so to speak. I think that uh, I, I think that any any discussion of his uh, neck and recovery mm-hmm. from injury, I think he's moved past that. I think that um, if he's not back to the form, the pre pre surgery uh, Buffalo Saber form that he was in, then he's certainly pretty much right there um especially after the playoffs and so i think uh uh, like i mean he's he's the leader of this team i know stone wears the c but uh this team's only going to go as far as their number one center takes them and so uh, i think eichel's that guy 
on the back end, uh, Shea Theodore has been mm. uh, quietly their uh, their back end point guy for the last couple of years, and uh, I mean he and Pietrangelo, he and Petrangelo are uh, sort of a one in one a in that regard. But uh, I think it's still Theodore that is uh, has a knack for putting up the points and is more of a free roamer on the back end mm. as well. So uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, those two good choices. Uh, I think Eichel probably will lead the scoring. I mean, Marcia so could be there as well, but uh, yeah, Eichel's definitely the obvious choice there. There's also there's also been some trade rumors around uh, Marchi. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, on that note, uh, a player that could be traded uh, before the deadline here. Oh well, that that segue worked out nicely. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, you, you had mentioned Alec Martinez earlier, and uh, I mean, I think uh, I, I think he uh, he'd be hard to let go of, especially given his playoff resume. And yeah. not that Jonathan Marchessault is an easy guy to get rid of by any means, but um, I do think that uh, if I mean if they realize that they're going to have trouble uh, affording March, next contract, then uh, unfortunately he might be the next original out the door. So uh, I've got to go with Marchie on that one. I, I think that Martinez, there's still the hope that uh, if, if the club does decide that they want to uh, keep him around past this season, that uh, there's the hope that his cap hit might actually go down based on mm-hmm. age and other considerations. So uh uh we'll see how it all plays out yeah it's going to be interesting to see what happens because yeah he's an unrestricted free agent this coming off season so i not gonna be cheap <laughs> that's for sure okay last one and this is uh, always fun to do uh the bold prediction hot take for this season what do you got well all right i'm gonna bring up another free agent and someone that we actually haven't talked about yet um chandler stevenson uh he's sort of become um like i mean he's become so uh so talked about as underrated that uh yeah. he's close to overrated but uh <laughs> no I, I think that he's an easy guy to forget about in the upcoming free agent class and i think that uh as as the golden knights look for more internal improvement offensively i think he's a chief candidate and someone that could really um up his own free agent stock mm. for ahead of next summer and so my bold prediction is that um chandler stevenson becomes one of the trendy uh free agent names as we get close to <laughs> summer so as we get closer to july 1st nice yeah he he's under a like, contract 2.7 million right now that's like severely <laughs> underpaid for what he's what he's done i yeah, he's been cast as the first-line center. I mean, I know he was a, kind of the first-line center before Eichel came, right? And yeah, it's and he's done really well. I mean, you know, had a career high, not this past season before, 21 goals. So And consistently those double digits. So, yeah, he'd be a pretty uh, interesting guy to see what happens again around the deadline, too, because I, I don't know. I, I don't think they want to lose him, especially if they're in that playoff mode. You don't want to lose guys like that okay i don't think you're getting him for 2.75 next year though no. <laughs> probably closer to maybe closer to barbashev's money like five yeah. million, i'd say Could yeah potentially yeah 
Yeah. There, there's another guy though. Barbashev is, he's going to be, have some pressure on him because uh, he's got that big contract now. So uh, it's, uh, he's going to be interesting to see how he kind of does. I think he'll do well, but uh, five million is a lot of money. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm fascinated to see if they keep that number one line together and uh, if they can sort of reproduce the same chemistry that they had uh, in the playoffs last year, because they were, they were unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we'll we'll have to see. But overall, the Golden Knights look like a, a team that could repeat as Stanley Cup champions. They're definitely built for it. Uh, they know how to win in the playoffs, so they're going to be one to watch this season. Uh, even if they don't finish at the top of the division in the conference, they're still going to be tough uh, yep. to beat in the playoffs. So, thanks, Ben, for uh, coming on the show and previewing the Golden Knights. Uh, before we get going here, give everyone give everyone your social media. See where everyone can find your stuff. Oh, sure. Um, well, uh, at Real Ben Fisher, if you want to check it out. And uh, I mean, also just uh, search me up on the Hockey Writers and you'll see a whole bunch of fun uh, cup championship content. And uh, I mean, not not the most exciting summer, but uh, a lot of preview content coming your way too. So, All right. Yeah, make sure you're checking out uh, thehockeywriters.com for all Golden Knights coverage from Ben uh, and from the other writers, that the hockey writers. So um, if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel, give this video a like, and throw the comments in the comment section below. You can answer all those quick fire questions yourself and, uh, you know, and give us your feedback. So, and also we have, we're rolling out these preview shows every day. So make sure you're checking them all out if you want. Uh, and uh, until next time, we'll see you on another Hockey Writers Roundtable. Thanks, guys.